My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. So what I wanted to share today is the Sanskrit word santosha or santosh. Uh, it means contentment. And so we all know yoga asana, the postures that we do in this class. That's what we normally, when we think of yoga, we think of the postures. But that's really a very new thing, especially like in the last hundred years or so. Traditionally, you think of yoga and that means some sort of devotional practice or spiritual practice. And it doesn't have to mean you worship any particular god or religion or anything like that, but that it's something that connects you to your breath, your body, your mind, all coming together and sort of aligning with what's most true and real and right and essential to you. So to do that, one of the ways you can do it is through postures. And we feel it in our bodies. We feel really good after yoga class. You've all probably experienced that. That's why you come back, right? Uh, even if it is uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but if you find this deeper contentment within you, and that's what santosha means. Santosha is contentment. It's like an inner peace that when you're aligned with, when you're aligned with those things, the true self and that sort of true north in yourself, it's like you're, you can't be shaken, right? You're just, you're just good. Like you, you, you know what's right for you and you have a sense of inner peace and contentment. Um, like I think of a cat a lot. I've had cats my whole life and they're just like kind of always chill. Uh, <laughs> unless you, you know, unless you touch their belly then they get mad and scratch you. But generally they have this sort of sense of contentment and they're just like hanging out and like their eyes are slowly opening and closing. Like that's the sort of inner peace and contentment that we can all cultivate in ourselves through our practice. And it's really... Uh, we, don't, we know the yoga postures, but before that is when we want to practice the contentment. Before we even get into the postures, it's our state of mind and how we approach it. Of Whatever happens is okay. If I fall out of the balanced posture, I'm not a bad person. If I, my hamstrings are tight, I'm not a bad person. It's just where I'm at today, and that's okay. If I'm really high-strung and have a lot of energy today, that's okay. And it's what's, the real issue is when we make it wrong, when we say, that's not okay, I should look like this person, I should look like that person, I should be this or that, that I'm not. That's when we're out of alignment. Now we're no longer in alignment with ourselves, we're trying to compare ourselves to something that we're not. And that creates discontentment, and that creates dis-ease, and eventually physical disease in the body. So we want to find that inner alignment and harmony of like, yeah, my hamstrings are tight, but I feel good, it's okay. Like my shoulders tight today, that's okay. It's not a big deal. Tomorrow might feel different. Yesterday it might have felt different. Uh, but whatever it is right now, I'm going to find my alignment, my, con my connection to my breath. I'm going to be with my body, right? I'm going to be with those sensations. It's just like, you know, I, I'm thinking of this because of the holidays. And I grew up in a very tense family situation. And as a kid, I wanted to fix that. I didn't like that tension, right? I didn't like that. I wanted to look like my friend's family, which is more peaceful and happy. But it wasn't. It was this. And I learned to find a contentment and peace with that of like, okay, so my family has tension. And I learned to make jokes about it and laugh about it and like have a sense of humor and play with it. 
and not try to fix it because I was 10 years old and I couldn't fix it, you know? And I, I had to learn the sort of contentment and like make peace with that, you know? And we all have that in our different ways. We all have our family issues, we have our physical issues, we have whatever is going on. Uh, but the real question is not can we fix it or change it, but can we find peace with it and accept it? And that's where the real power is. And that's when we can really find true happiness and contentment with what is and how we respond to that instead of fixating what's wrong and how we can fix it or change it. So let's start our practice with a comfortable seated posture and shoulders relaxed, spine tall. Hands together at the heart, bowing the mind, the, the fixer to the heart, the feeler and the intuition. Inhale here. And exhale, release the hands down. So we'll start from this seated position. So you could use your blanket as a little support under your tail. Generally, it's a good idea to have something under the hips, or you can just sit on the floor if you want to. And we'll just find a comfortable seated posture. Your legs could be crossed at the ankles or the shins. And we'll just start to move the spine in a very fluid, natural way. So any direction, side to side, forward, back. What happens over time is our spines become more stiff and rigid, so we're creating more fluidity, more movement in the spine, more mobility. So, right, so any direction, any movements that feel good, you just let your eyes close and get into feeling your body and less worried about what it looks like or if you're doing anything right, but just more of intuitively moving and trusting the wisdom of your body. And now we'll come back to center and we'll start to move in more in a directional way. So as you inhale, you'll lift the heart forward, spinal extension. As you exhale, round the back, reversing that, spinal flexion. Let's continue this motion a couple of times, inhaling forward and exhaling back, linking the breath with the body. and then back to neutral spine. And here we'll make just circles in the spine. So as you inhale, you come forward and arching the back and then exhale as you go back, rounding the back. And then we'll go the opposite direction, still inhaling forward, extending the spine, and then exhaling back, rounding, but now we're just adding this big circle to the movement. So moving around through the hips, through the spine. And make your way back to center, to a neutral spine again. And we'll do a similar motion, but just for the neck up. So the chin moves towards the chest, spine stays neutral. As you inhale, lift the chin towards the ceiling. As you exhale, lower the chin towards the chest. So everything below the neck stays neutral. So moving with your breath, inhaling to lift the chin, and exhaling to lower the chin. Just moving the cervical vertebrae. As you can see, we can easily move the body, we can move the breath and focus the body and the breath. It's a lot harder to focus the mind. 
So what you can do for the mind to get it all in sync is to just have the mind follow the breath and notice those little pauses between each breath. At the end of the inhale, there's a little pause. At the end of the exhale, there's a little pause. Then we'll come back to a neutral spine and just turning the, moving the head in circles here. So similar to what we did with the rest of the spine, but just focusing on the neck here. And the jaw is relaxed. Maybe even opening the jaw like you're yawning here. And move in the opposite direction with these neck circles. If there's tight spots, just avoid those. So we don't need to push into any tension, and especially when we're working with the neck, we can just make the movement a little smaller. And then we'll come back to the center, finding a neutral spine again. So again, noticing the body, the breath, and the mind following the body and the breath. So we'll rotate the spine here to the right, or to your left, sorry. So your right hand comes to your thigh, left hand behind you. With your inhale, find extension in the spine like we did. And with your exhale, find rotation in the spine to deepen the twist. Hold and breathe there. The head can look over the right shoulder or over the left shoulder. Either way is fine. Using your inhales to find length and your exhales to find rotation. Then we'll come back to center and over to the other side. Same thing. Back to center, neutral spine. Reach both arms up overhead as you inhale. And exhale to your left for a side bend. So your left hand comes down to the block or the floor. Right arm extends in a sort of long arc. And you could turn a little bit towards the ground to reach through the uh, right lats and the side of the back. You could even, again, contentment. So we're not trying to strive to get anywhere. It's just if your body feels open and wants to go there, you can bend the left elbow and lower down more. If that feels like it adds stress or strain to the posture or the breath, come back out. You can always, uh, you know, Try again if you overcommit or overextend. You don't have to hold to your word just because you tried it once. Doesn't mean you have to stay stuck with it. <laughs> and we'll come back out and go to the other side. Walk the right hand out, left arm extends. And again, you might turn the chest towards the ground a little bit or more towards the ceiling. This side might feel very different. Maybe you lower down the right elbow this time, maybe not. And back up to center. And so one more time, that same stretch, you go to your left side. 
But now, extend your right arm straight out to the right so it's parallel to the floor. So this is adding a stretch into the traps, upper shoulder area. The key here, though, is you don't want to overstretch. These muscles tend to tighten up if you try to stretch them too tensely. So uh, let's move the neck around, maybe open the jaw. Can rotate the right arm a little bit, both directions. Like you're just easing your way into a less tense upper neck and shoulder area, not stretching your way into it, which tends to backfire. So just easing into it and slowly lower and come back down. And then to the other side, same thing, starting with that side bend, reaching your left arm overhead, and then reach your left arm straight out to the left, parallel with the floor, and you can move the neck around, you can rotate the arm. Feeling for ease of motion and less of a active stretch here. This is a mistake I made for about a year in my yoga practice. I'd have shoulder trap tension and I'd stretch it and stretch it and stretch it and it just persist. I realized it was the stretching that was actually making it more tense because it was sort of defending itself, it was protecting itself. So more from a content place, more of less trying to fix the shoulder, and more just kind of feeling things out and moving around, relaxed, easy motions. And slowly come back to the center, right, and just back to sitting where we started, and just notice how your body feels generally. Is it maybe a little lighter or, or not? We'll start to move from here. So. We'll come to hands and knees and have the blanket under the knees for some padding. And once you're there, just move around any way in the hips, shoulders, spine that feels good. You might hold still somewhere or you might keep moving around. Listen to your body and move in a way that feels good for you. How would you move if there's nothing wrong with you? <laughs> nothing to fix. <laughs> there's nowhere to get to. And we'll come back to center, neutral spine, hands and knees. And now we're going to emphasize the shoulders. So bring your hands off the mat, wider apart. Shoulders can move in six directions, so we'll go through all of those. So first, the uh, protraction and retraction, the shoulder blades together as you lower the chest, arms stay pretty straight, and then shoulder blades apart as you lift the upper back. It's very similar to what we did when we were sitting down at first, uh, extension and flexion in the spine, but now we're focusing on the shoulder blades moving apart and together. Another thing for me that I had to learn with my shoulders is just to feel those muscles. They were almost numb for a long time. So, you know, the sensation or there's pain in the body or trauma in the body, sometimes the tissue can become sort of numb. So we need to move it to be able to feel it, and we need to be able to feel it to be able to heal it. And that healing really comes from a sort of accepting and being with it instead of trying to change it. So just feeling it out. And now we'll come back to center and 
move side to side. So it's the other direction, another direction we can move the shoulders left to right. And you can kind of emphasize that a little more, adding a little turn of the chest towards the ground as you go side to side. You can do more or less with that. And then the last direction of movement is up and down, so back to neutral. You're going to slide the shoulders down the back as you shift the weight forward, like you're trying to move your head towards the front of the mat, and then go the opposite direction, almost like you're going to a child's pose, but focusing on the shoulder blades sliding up the back. And again, shoulder blades slide down the back as you move the head forward. All right, so just feeling this motion of uh, elevation and depression of the shoulder blades. This is a movement we don't typically do a lot in yoga practice, so you can have to find creative ways to sort of add it in. And then we'll come back to the start again, where we started. And the last little bit here is moving around any of those directions that feels good. Forward, back, side to side. Maybe you hold still in one spot, but emphasizing the shoulders more than anything else here and bringing some movement there and maybe a little more feeling into the shoulders. All right, if you're in any sort of caretaking role or space holding role in your life, the shoulders tend to be the place that holds that the emotional weight of that. So you've got to really be mindful of like, the stress you're taking on from other people uh, and just noticing that. And, not letting it become unconscious like I did where it sort of builds up on the shoulders. So come back to center and back to hands and knees, hands under the shoulders. Bring the arms forward and lower the chest towards the ground on a hatasana or heart chakra pose. So maybe the forehead comes down to the floor, maybe the forehead comes to a block, and the hips are over the knees. So as we hold here again, it's connecting to the sensation of the posture in the body, noticing the breath, and noticing those little spaces between each breath to bring the mind into this moment. From here, we'll add a twist. Left arm threads underneath into a twist, left shoulder comes down. Now your right arm might extend forward if that feels good, or you could bend the right elbow, press into the hand near the head. Last option you can add is extending the right leg to press into the ball of the foot. That just gives you a different angle into the upper back, which might feel like more where you need attention, or you can go back to the first version. With each inhale, breathing into that space between the shoulders to create an expansion on the inhales and a softening on the exhales between the shoulder blades. Now 
untwist back to center and to the other side same thing right shoulder comes down reach right arm reaches through and this side might be very different so maybe the left arms forward left elbow bends maybe left leg extends Once you're set up, again, breathing into the upper back. So you feel the back of the lungs expand on the inhales. And the tension maybe softens on the exhales. slowly come back to center hands and knees and we'll move the blanket out from under the knees and come to downward facing dog so there's a lot of shoulder mobility and opening so now a little shoulder stability and strengthening You could bend the knees if you want. You could pedal the feet out. You could stay still. We'll have a few breaths here in any version of down dog. From here, look between the hands, walk forward to the front of the mat to forward fold. And you can let your knees bend and hold opposite elbows, letting the head hang down. Let go of any effort in the neck here. And let gravity draw the upper body further down. Slowly roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. Shoulders, arms relax. Mountain pose. Lift and spread the toes out. Relaxing the toes back down. Engage the quads, glutes, belly, and back. Just moving up the body, finding engagement. Arms straight, palms face in towards the body, and just slightly out. So you feel engaged, active. Also, there's a sense of ease and contentment in the posture here. So there's not any strain, no unnecessary strain or effort to it. Notice your breath. Your eyes can be closed or just resting on a single spot in front of you. And then from here, we'll reach the arms up overhead as you inhale. And exhale to bend the elbows, opening chest and shoulders. Again, inhale to reach the arms up, elevation of the shoulders, and then exhale to bend the elbows, depression of the shoulder blades. We'll do that one more time. Inhale to reach up, an 
exhale to bend the elbows. Interlace the hands behind the back. And maybe you lift the hands a little bit away from the body or just work in that direction. Your elbows can bend here, but working towards straight and then working towards reaching away from the body. And the thing here is you want to keep the heart lifting and the head in line with the spine. So avoiding the head falling forward, just keeping a, a long spine here. From there, fold at the waist with the hands interlaced and reaching overhead. Keep the hands just like that, but bend the left knee and turn the left shoulder towards the left knee, opening the right shoulder towards the right. You feel this in the shoulders, but also a lot in the outer right leg. And then we'll go to the other side, bend the right knee, turn the right shoulder towards the right knee, left leg is straight. And then to the center, both legs straight, hands still reaching overhead, last little bit. Release the hands down and slowly just let the knees bend, hold opposite elbows again. And with the bend in the knees, slowly roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. All right, so now generally, we can all do this together actually. So have your palms face down in front of you. So generally, internal rotation of the shoulders where you turn the backs of your hands towards each other. See how that starts to creep your shoulders up? Gets a little tighter there. Generally, what feels best for the shoulders is external rotation. So turn the palms up towards the ceiling. If you feel how it's easier to relax through traps there. Yeah, so you want to just really important thing to be aware of just as you go through your day. Am I internally rotating when I'm driving my car? Am I doing that on the wheel, you know? <laughs> or am I externally rotating, which is going to be better for the shoulders, which is holding the wheel here, which is a little different than we're taught, right? So. <laughs> Just little things like that, sitting at the desk, you know, when you're on the computer, the keys are usually pretty close together, it's internal rotation. So is there a way you can maybe find to like have a higher desk or just something where you can, you know, use less that internal rotation. So we'll do that in a couple of postures. So arms up overhead and find the external rotation. That's where the pinkies turn towards each other. Bend the elbow, shoulders down the back. And now a little bit of internal rotation to reach the hands towards uh, hands towards each other, and maybe you hatch the forearms or the elbows. So this amount of internal rotation is, is pretty good and okay. Right? So sometimes we do want a little bit of that, but not too much. Now we'll add on here, so holding that at the forearms, step your left foot back into a triangle shape. So you're in a sort of uh, pyramid pose. So your left toes point a little bit out, and this is going to help you keep a length in the spine to open the chest and shoulder area. So we'll keep that. And now I'm not going to round in my back because I'll feel that immediately in my shoulders. It's going to pull on my shoulders and it's not going to feel good. So I'm going to keep my spine extended. And as much as I can, just hinge at the hip flexors on my right leg. So just folding at the waist, right? And you have this sort of way to test your posture here so you can make sure your spine's extending or, or it's going to hurt your shoulders. So you want to make sure the spine's extending, just hinging at the waist. And there's some opening of the back of the right leg, but also this opening of the shoulders. 
Right? So you might not go very far with this, and that's going far is not the point here. It's just maintaining that posture and that opening in the chest and shoulders, which means being okay with not going super deep into a pose. Right? So finding the contentment here, just being in this smaller version of the pose. And we'll come back up and step the left foot forward, and relax the arms, let the arms externally rotate again, which probably feel like a nice relieving sensation. Arms overhead, external rotation, bend the elbows, and then bring intern little internal rotation, and then the other hand on top, so it just feels different than it did last time. It's good for the brain to change that up. And then we'll step the right foot back for a pyramid pose. So you don't have to be on a tightrope here, uh, and you don't have to have all 10 toes pointing forward. It's probably going to feel better to have your right toes a little bit out. And now again, if you start to round your back, it's going to start to pull on the shoulders. So you want to keep that extension in the spine. And if that's already a big stretch, stay there. If you feel like you have a little more room to go, you can start to hinge at the left hip and keep the spine long. Which, but again, you're still not going to go very far with this because we're focusing on keeping that length in the spine and really just practicing uh, a new movement pattern in the spine, a, a more uh, sound posture that's going to put less stress on the shoulders over time. slowly come back up and again release the arms and let the external rotation happen again so might feel like a nice relieving sensation there arms overhead inhale exhale to bend the elbows open the chest and shoulders and release the arms down just kind of shake the arms out maybe a little less tension there so let's step back to down dog and again the shoulder stability And this time we'll go to a high plank. So shoulders right over the wrist. And we'll hold and breathe here. And your knees could come down. You could have one knee down. Uh, this doesn't need to be the most challenging pose ever, but we're wanting to find this stability in the shoulders here. And then lower the knees down and come all the way down to the belly. So here we'll bring the hands in alongside the chest, so palms face down, elbows bend, heads just in line with the spine. And we're probably not gonna go very far with this either, but we're just gonna press the hands into the ground like you're doing a low push-up but we're not going to actually lift off the ground. We're just feeling that sort of pushing into the floor, and you'll feel the engagement of the front of the deltoids, the front of the shoulders is what we're looking for. We just opened that a lot, so now we're strengthening that. So again, this is subtle. You might not feel a whole lot here, but you do want to feel that engagement of the front of the shoulders so you feel that ability to engage the muscle fibers and then relax them. So. Now we'll let this go and extend the left arm straight out to the left. 
you want this right in line with the shoulder. So hand in line with the shoulder and the palm faces down. Roll onto your left side and land the right foot behind you on the floor. And you could stay just like that, or you could use your right hand to help you balance, or you could wrap your right arm around the back, palm faces away. Come back to the belly and to the other side. Right arm extends straight out to the right. Roll onto the right side. Left foot lands on the floor to help you stabilize. The left arm could wrap around the back if you want. If this feels awkward on your neck, you might have a block under your head. If that feels a little more supported, you could do that. So this area you're stretching right now is ten what tends to happen is that if we sit a lot, it gets shorter and tighter and it pulls us into a sort of hunchback shape over time. But it's totally preventable and just by doing stretches like this you can avoid that. Unless you want that look and you can have that. It's totally yours. Just work at a desk every day and never stretch your shoulders and you can totally have the hunchback look. <laughs> we'll come back to center to Hands under the shoulders. And back to your hands and knees. Back to a child's pose, either with the knees apart, arms forward, or the knees together, and the palms facing back, palms up, arms facing back. Again, noticing the breath in those little spaces between each breath. back up to hands and knees, back to downward facing dog, you can pedal the feet out or hold still. Now walk your hands in a step or two until your heels come down to the floor. You can be on the finger pads as well. Reach your left hand to your right thigh, shin, or ankle into a twist. So this is a deeper opening of the upper back area. 
And you can even bend into your left elbow a little more to emphasize that. You could bend into your left knee to emphasize that. And breathe into the upper back. Slowly release and go to the other side, same thing. So this you could bend your left knee a little bit, bend your knee and then bring the hand out. So you're this hand <laughs> outside of the foot. Yeah. And this hand back to the block. You can even kind of pull with that hand a little bit, bending the elbow to open back here. Cool. Then we'll come back to the center. And we're going to bend the knees, lift the heels down to a low squat malasana. And with this version, we'll have the arms reach forward and the finger pads pressing into the floor. You could have a block under your tail with this as well if you want a little more support there. But the main thing of this is going to press the finger pads into the ground and think of like a cat pose or spinal flexion rounding the back away from the hands to open that space between the shoulders and breathe into that space. Off of that, out of there. So you have the block underneath, you move the block. And we'll just come all the way down to sitting with the feet together, knees apart. And find an extension, a length in the spine here, and then start to fold at the waist, keeping as much of that length as you can. And then when you can't go any further, it's okay if the back rounds. You can always move your feet further forward or have blocks under the knees with this. And let go of any effort in the neck or shoulders, letting the head just hang down towards the ground. Slowly come back up and bring the knees back together all the way down to your back, hugging the knees in and rocking side to side on the back. on each knee for apanasana. So apana is the downward movement of the energy in the body. So as you inhale, you'll press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, you'll pull the knees in, rounding the low back. And just move with your breath a few times. Inhale forward, exhale in. This is subtle, it's small movement, it's slow. You might not feel a lot. But again, we're connecting body, mind, and breath. 
and it's more therapeutic for the spine, something that will help your back and posture feel good for the rest of the day and week, but it might not feel like a whole lot right now. And now let your feet down to the floor, setting up like bridge pose, so your feet are hips width apart, and close enough in that your fingertips can touch your heels. Start to peel the spine up off the floor on your inhales into bridge pose, and then exhale to lower one vertebrae at a time back down. Just continue with your breath, inhaling up, exhaling down at your own pace. And again, this movement might be small and slow, or it might be bigger if you're feeling more open here. Next time you come up, we'll hold in bridge pose and we'll stay there. Steady, relaxed breath. Body, mind, and breath all in alignment. Now slowly lower the spine back down. Happy baby pose, holding outside the knees, the shins, or the feet. And you could stay still, you could rock side to side, you could extend one leg at a time if you want. And then bring the soles of the feet together all the way down to the floor. Supta Baddha Konasana, supine bound angle pose. So the feet are together, knees are apart. And you can use blocks under the knees here if you want. And you can scoot the feet a little forward if you want to. back together. Now setting up like bridge pose, feet on the floor, feet hips distance apart. Press into your feet to lift your tail off the ground and move your tail over towards the left side of the mat. Then bring the knees in and let them fall to the right side of the mat. Maybe you cross the left knee on top of right, making this a little bit deeper, or just stack the knees. Arms open out into a T and turn the head away from the knees so the whole spine's in a gentle rotation.
and slowly release back to center. Setting up like bridge pose again with the hips lifting, but now hips over towards the right side of the mat. Knees into the left side. center, hips back to center, and just we can come up to set up our next pose. We're going to either do legs up the wall or use our props for that. So first option I'll suggest is you use your blocks, hips width apart, and bolster on top of that. And then you just lay back with the legs right over the bolster. Or you could go over to wall space and just have the legs go up the wall, heels against the wall. Either way is good, whatever feels right for you. If you have any questions, let me know. A little closer to the wall. Yeah. There you go. Just want to be within a foot of the wall. You don't have to be right against it. And if it feels like your legs are doing a lot of work, if you have your legs up the wall, you can. Uh, there's a way you can use your strap to sort of hold you there. If you want me to set that up for you, let me know. Make any last adjustments to feel like you could stay here for a long time. We're going to stay for a few minutes, but you want to be as comfortable as possible and feel as supported as possible. Notice the points of contact with your body to the floor.
pull of gravity holding you and supporting you. Noticing the gentle rise and fall of the inhales and exhales. Welcome to stay here, this pose, Vipriti Karani, if you want, or you can move to Shavasana, the legs just extended on the floor for the last few minutes. Whatever feels right for you, you could stay here or just move to Shavasana if you want.
and start to make small movements of the hands and feet, wrists and ankles, arms and legs. Slowly start to transition eventually over to one side. back up to sitting. And again, finding a comfortable seated posture like we started. An extension in the spine, the shoulders away from the ears. Noticing the body, noticing the breath, and letting the mind follow this natural, easy breath. Letting the mind follow the more open and mobile and flexible and strong body. And trusting that you know what is right for you as you move through the day from this natural, aligned, centered place. So bring the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.